You're listening to Awakening with Rabbi Ami Silver on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Ami as he shares the wisdom of the Hasidic master, Rabbi Kolonimus Kalman Shapira of Piazetsna. Through the Piazetsna Rebbe's various works, Rabbi Ami guides us on a unique path of healing, transformation, and awakening to experiencing the divine that is steeped in the Jewish mystical tradition. So we're in the midst of a, a chapter from the Piazetsna Rebbe's Sefer Mavahasha Arim, where he's laying out not only a vision of what the path of Hasidut is, what's unique about it, but also what differentiates Hasidut from the path that it emerged from. Not that it's completely something different, but that it's built upon and a further extension of <coughs> the inner path of Torah that all of Torah, really, all of Torah that's led up to from before the Baal Shem Tov and into the stage of the Baal Shem Tov and thereafter. And uh, for those who've been learning with us until Mamash um, time of redemption. That is at least the vision that the Rebbe is laying out. Um, the last thing we saw, the Rebbe basically said, you know, we, we can conceive of that in the realms above us. There's all different gradations. One olam higher than the higher than the other. One sphira higher than the other. And he says the same is true all the way down here. He says this this world, our bodies, our physical existence, our material lives are are a madrega, madrega ubechina beorot Hashem. There are also a level of these divine realities. Madrega hatachtona shibara ba'olamot. We might be at the bottom level. And yet we are included in that same, same singular reality. And we saw very powerful pieces from other parts in the, in the Rebbe's writings talking about the body as being another level of soul. And, and also this keta where the Rebbe got up from the Shabbos table and started communicating with the world instead of people because they couldn't hear him. But he saw, he knew that the universe could hear him. So he started singing and davening to the air and the trees and the sky. And uh, so that's just a little bit of back, background. Um, we're going to start. I'm skipping a little bit because it's a long chapter and I've said I'm, I'm kind of summarizing, skipping certain parts. We're starting from this paragraph, Ume Ata. So now we're going to return to what we began this chapter with. Before the advent of Chasidut, before the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov, the, the primary path of Avoda. And, and of drawing divinity into earthly reality was, was channeled through the mind, through thought, through mental concentration, and kavanot in Yehudim, certain kinds of meditations um, and intentions that, that were practiced, again, as, as, a, as a mind-focused avoda. So only somebody, only great tzadikim, who, and this is again based on what the Rebbe spoke of until now, the the, the avoda of of tzaddikim the mukubalim was oftentimes what he called the hashkit et midotav to quiet and subdue the body and all of the 
emotions to not get in the way of that kind of clarity of, of thought and mind. And that it was only through that lens, that the, that, or at least primarily through that lens, that this um, that God was accessed in this way. And after the uncovering, after the revelation of the path of Chasidut, where is the main and the ikar? I'm not just saying it's also. We've got to be medayik in his words. The ikar, central core teaching of Chasidut, is through avodah that also includes the senses and also includes the body. Sensory experience. Physical activity. Embodiment. Senses are hearing, seeing, smelling, touching, tasting. But the, the body, avodot, avodot of the body, including eating rogalach, making coffee, buying groceries, picking up your children. The body in all of its functions. <coughs> Because if those embodied qualities, midot, realities within us, are, are in fact, at core, midot ilayot, they are these supernal divine midot. We're nothing other than another form of the divine midot. So therefore, just like something we said earlier, that as much as it's great to learn about all the laws of, of trading cows for donkeys and of sales and of, of proper business, it it's only reaches its fullness when you actually do it, mm-hmm. when you actually go and do business, Alpitora. Uh, so he says, so too, just like, just like all of my, all of my <coughs> Talmudic understanding only reaches its apex when I can really put that into practice in the world. <laughs> And if not, if you never get to live these things, your your understanding is is, is limited. It doesn't doesn't bring the mitzvah into its fullness. Just talking and thinking, it won't bring you to fully be immersed in kedushah in the same way as if you were truly living it and, and being mekayemet with your body. Because what what is it if you just if 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 all of if all of mitzvot if all our contact with mitzvot is just learning is just thinking is just discussion? It's muskal levad There's comprehension there without even the the person. There's no agent there to to truly live it and embody it. It's it's a it's a disembodied thought. It's a concept. So he says, that's true with, you know, just imagine, you learn all Sifrei Alecha, you learn all of Shas, and you never do any mitzvah. What, what, what did you do? You thought a lot, but you're missing something essential. Yeah? So now he's going to sit, take that same paradigm and apply it to the Avodah of the Mekubalim, of Kavanot, and, and of connecting with, with the Divine in these direct ways. Ken gaha asagot kavanot binyana svirot im shemot hakdusha tluim bahem. So he says, so too, all of those comprehensions of the mind, all of those understandings regarding the divine sefirot, the shemot haktoshim, the holy names of God, 
the kavanot, all of these things, he says they only reach their fullness if a person also enacts them befoal, actively puts into practice. What does it mean to actively put a kavana into practice? What does it mean to actively <coughs> engage in the the path of the, the mukbali? Something, for those of you who were with us a few weeks ago when we learned the Rabbi Shloshem Amarim, he, he had a similar discussion um, where he was saying the, the Mishnah in Pekei Avot says, uh, talks about the, the problem of having um, of having wisdom that, that greatly outweighs our activity. <coughs> the, the Mishnah says it's like a tree with great large branches but has very weak roots and can just be blown over by a, by a, by a, a slight wind. So, so the Rebbe brings that Mishnah to, as, a, as a Kashi. He says, how can we learn Sifir Chassidut and these ideas, Kabbalistic ideas? How is any of that not Chochmah Meruba Mimasaf? How is that? Isn't that all just this sort of like ideas floating out there in the ether? So he goes into a long discussion there to show us the path of no, it's not. And here too, the Rebbe's, the Rebbe's going to do something similar. So what is the activity with regards to these godly realities, to Sfirot, to Midot, to, to Kavanot, and the names of God. What, what, does he, what do you mean do them? What do you mean perform, act them out in a way that's not just thinking about them? Right? How, how is that possible? It's a good question, no? Behamidot Tzaot Bikirbo. The access is through the Midot that are present within us. Our own midot, our own parts of ourselves, our personality, our emotions, our awarenesses, our feelings, our sensations, what we said, sensory experience, emotional experience. This is actively doing, engaging with all of these higher midot in a way that, that's befoal, that's, that's, that's real in action and not just theory and thought. Those midot within us, these are the embodied form of, of the divine sfirot. It's not a concept in a theory in, in Kabbalistic textbooks about some distant and detached reality. We, it is, we're, we're learning about what we ourselves are composed of too. Love, awe, glory, beauty, perseverance, <coughs> acceptance, gratitude, connectivity, presence. We could talk about those things as, as human traits, but our qualities don't come from some other reality. These, the, God made us out of God's own self. So then when we ourselves are awakened, when we wake up, these parts of ourselves, these emotions, these feelings, these ex- inner experiences, through our, when we're davening, when we're doing avodat Hashem, when we're serving God, when we're, when we're learning, when we're doing mitzvah, when we're just living in a godly way, v'gam mechavena kavanot, and if a person was to embody this experience and also bear in mind an awareness of the kavanot, 
is already he's talking about somebody who, who is aware of these things so what happens then is that the kavana he says is neshama shamamash. It is it's truly a soul. It's alive. It's not some idea. It's not some combination of letters that's just kind of floating in the air. It's an we are our midot, our, our embodied connection with when we're engaged in Avodat Hashem is what gives life to and births the kavana as something real in the world and not as an idea in books about some other reality. Then he goes on. <clears throat> if, if, if we are truly alive in the mitzvah that we're doing, in the experience of Avodat Hashem, and we bring to it the conscious awareness of God, and as, as he said, give, gives birth to the kavana, so to speak, makes it a neshama shamamash, gives it real life in this world. So then we, in our own being, are bringing together the higher spirit and the lower spirit, the spirit of, we're, we're in a sense lighting up and activating the spirit of consciousness of Chochma Binan Da'at and the spirit of Midot of, of Chesed Rotiferet, the spirit of, of activity of Netzachod Yesod and Malchud. We're, we're, we're bringing a fullness to bear on this moment. It's not like I'm thinking about one thing and I'm doing one thing with my hand and there's some kind of disjointed reality happening. This is Bichlal, this idea of what we, we talked about a few weeks ago. What, what are Yehudim? What's this idea to, to, to miyached, to unify? Isn't it unified? Well, well, it is, but 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 in our experience and in and interaction with the world, it's disjointed. And our voda here on this earth, is to 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 sew together those disjointed pieces. And how do we do that? They're saying we don't do that by taking things outside of ourselves. We do that by bringing a fullness of self, mind, body, emotion to the activity that we're engaged in. There's something whole that, that happens there. There's something, there's a wholeness that, that's being, that we are creating through our, our conscious embodied awareness in that, in that moment. And, and, and above and beyond just the the holiness that might be instilled within us in that moment. There, there's a, the Rabbi saying there is an effect of this kind of engagement that, that is bringing even more holiness from above in, to, to, to rest in this world. This is the important part the Rabbi is trying to bring us to. This is not the case when we don't arouse our midot, we don't arouse our our personalities, our our sensations, our emotions. You just sit there. I'm thinking about things. I'm thinking oh, this, this, this is this name of God. This is this mitzvah. This is a very important thing. I gotta not forget this. So don't forget to say that. Don't forget to think about that. What? Good is it? Can all these all these thoughts flowing around here going to do? Umayyoh ish shi chavenu biyushalayim in b'fo b'chutzah or nimsa. 
How much is it going to do for a person to sit in Chutz Aretz and, and, and think that they're in Yerushalayim if they're not actually there? That's the mashal he gives. That when we're doing mitzvot, if we want to engage in the godliness that's, that's embedded in the Torah mitzvot, in a sense, we have to bring ourselves there. Not just think that it exists somewhere else. And the way to bring ourselves there, according to what they're saying, is to arouse those godly traits that and qualities that exist and dwell within us. Our midot, our, 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 our experience of being here, and our knowledge and awareness that informs the particular meaning of what we're doing. And again, not in a way, it's, it sounds like complicated, maybe. <laughs> I think they're saying, no, the, the starting point is the heat or uta nefesh. The starting point is awakening the, the embodied soul, the, the emotions, the feelings, the, the physical sensations. Okay. To not be not be physically dead and thinking about something holy, but to bring ourselves alive and awake and to engage in it. And then the kind of mindful attention and, and, and thought that we can bring to that moment is going to be meaningful. But if we're just walking around with a body that's shut down and feelings that are, that are cast aside and thinking about things, they're going to be saying, we're still in that disjointed world. It's not, it's not really bringing it into into this earthly existence. There's a lot of questions. <laughs> if we rely on our midot, but it's our midot and the klipa around it and are coming from the wrong place, mm-hmm. they're sending a false signal to create a, an action that isn't endless. How do we know what... Are you assuming that that's the case? I think most people have bad midot. So, so what we've been seeing, what we've been seeing from the Rebbe, and perhaps what he'll get into as well later, is that he believes that at, at core the midot are godly. There's no such thing as bad midot. There's misguided, mis, misdirected midot. Correct. The avoda is proper direction. Mm-hmm. Is proper direction of the midot. Not is this a midot that's bad and I need to excise. It's what's how is this midah affecting me right now and what is its core and how can I connect to its core and direct it in a way that's going to be helpful and holy. That's that's the paradigm that he's been, been presenting. How do we know intellect? Like, is it something like that's sent up intellectually then we have to process that or there's no processing? You're saying what's the test? How do you know if you're you, if it's for real or not? Um, we're not going to get into that today. It's a good question. It's an important question. Um, it's an important question. It's also not such an important question. Meaning, it's important on the large scale in terms of how we need to be um, kind of holding ourselves accountable and examining ourselves. And, and in the Rebbe's Eitzah, uh, that's things that we should engage in from time to time. Check in. Where am I? Where am I really? But on the on the on the immediate level of it's time to daven shachri, I'm gonna. It's time to eat, eat lunch. I'm about to do something. Take a pause. 
let my midot come alive. Be engaged in the moment and, and, and do the mitzvah from that place. I don't need to sit there asking the question, oh, but, but, but then I'm, is it the sandwich I'm excited about? Is it God I'm excited about? Am I just think, doing the, the excited to daven for the wrong reason? It's like, those biobulim aren't going aren't gonna, to, we're not going to clarify those biobulim between the time I, I, I am right now and the time it's going to come from the midot. If the midot are, are, are alive, the midot are aroused, and then we're going we're gonna to hook them into something holy. So even if it's not, you know, 100% clear, there is something that we're engaged in that's going to be beneficial. Think about exercise. You could say, oh, should I only go to the gym if I'm already in top shape? It doesn't make sense, right? I will never get to ideal health if I let my imperfect presence be the, the, the standard by which I'm, I'm measuring myself. No, I'm, I'm always on a relative scale. So, so let myself bring what's, what's in the relative present to engage in it, and, and, and there's like a, there's an exercise that, that we do. So the Rebbe goes on, I'm gonna, gonna kind of summarize a little paraphrase, summarize the next couple of paragraphs here. He goes on, he says, we see already in the Zohar and the earlier Sfarim the importance of Avodat and Midot. Yeah? But the, the midot we see in the other sfarim are in a sense, um, what's the word? They're there to facilitate the real avodah. You know, the, the midot of, of, of ava and yira, of, of love and awe and bitachon, trusting God, faith in God, things like that. They're all there as sort of secondary, important things that are there to help serve the, the true service of God, the the mitzvot and learning and, and things like that. And tefillah, but he says, chasidut. what you see in Sifri Chasidut is that it's full of discussions about actually developing those midot themselves, that the midot themselves become in, in, in end, in and of itself, just as much as a, as a mitzvah befall would be. But the Sifri Chasidut are filled with a focus on the midot of Ava and Yira and Nuna and things like that. Because there's there's a recognition that, that again, what the Rebbe said in the, in the last week and two that we've been reading is that the mid, our midot themselves have a spiritual pe'ula. Spiritual pe'ula. There's, there's, they have active active meaning and importance in and in and of themselves. Not just as an important thing to do the other thing properly. But they're, they themselves are, are mitzvot, so to speak. They themselves are engaging with God in a way of holiness. So, he says, according to the path of Kabbalah alone, meaning without the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov and the, the, the later iteration of it, that involves the body and midot in the way that we've been discussing. Because these divine lights could only be drawn into the mind, into mental awareness, so then a person could only engage in, in it with mental concepts, with kavanot, with meditations of the mind. kavanot <laughs> 
And through this exercise of the mind, the person could apply it to their action. So this is already he's reiterating what we saw before. It was only people who somehow were, were not beholden to the body's activity, reaction, sense, sense, sensations as, as, a, as something that was, that was taking up their, their mental space. So then they could, they could access the, these things. Not every person would, would be able to merit this. I'm skipping a bit, a bit, a, a bit here. Masha'en kena chasidut. It's not the case anymore with the teachings of chasidut. Kevan shebechol isha yisraeli himshicha halvot. Af pechushayim vegufayim giltas tivot elyonot. Right, the teachings of chasidut. It they draw that light of God into the entirety of the person, into their sensations, into their bodies. All of these things are being revealed as. Expressions of the Sfirot Elyonot. These Kavanot, it's in a sense giving a new lens to understand all of the Kabbalistic writing and, and, and of what other came before. It's not only now talking about something out there. Rather, it's also speaking about what is real within us. Because those highest lights, all of this soulful reality is truly living and dwelling within each one of us. There's something that I just want to point out here is those of you who've been, been with us for a few weeks, we saw that the, the, the Rebbe began this chapter Speaking about the prophetic vision of Mala Haaretz Dea et Hashem Kamayim Liyam Chasiyah Kam Yeshayahu, that the earth will be filled with knowledge of God, with awareness of God, as water fills the ocean. And he says that really the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov and of his Talmudim was there to bring, to begin to bring that awareness into, into the world. And if you think about that, that prophetic vision. It's something that requires, in a sense, it hinges on, on the experience of earthly reality. It means that, what is that messianic vision? It's not that some, you know, spaceship's going to drop from the earth and pull out a flag and say, hey, everyone, Mashiach's here. Now we're all going to do this. It's that the, that the earth... The, the, the awareness within the earth is going to be transformed. And, and if that's going to happen, it's going to happen by the people of the earth having experiences that bring them there. Having an experiential shift in our consciousness, in our embodied lives here on this earth. That's what that messianic vision is. I think oftentimes when people talk about redemption, Geula, Mashiach, it's again, it's like the Rebbe's talking about. It's some kind of, it, it's like it's happening on a different planet. You know what I'm talking about? It's like there's some other reality that one day will happen. And they'll be saying over and over again in all possible ways here, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about this earth reaching a new stage of awareness. And for this earth to reach that, that awareness, so it's going to hinge on the experiences of the people here being 
angles towards them. Being transformed towards them. And, and, and I'm already talking about it in some kind of passive way. It's going to hinge on us bringing ourselves there through the way that we interact with life and experience life in this world. I just want to tell one story as the, just because it's a beautiful thing. Rabbi Nachman said that he said, when Mashiach comes, for, for many people, it's going to be very difficult. And so to make that transition of, wait a minute, my, my whole perception is shifting here. I don't understand what, how to make this, these real shifts in, in our lives. It's going to be very difficult. He says, people who, who, are, who are doing Yibodah dudes, it's going to be like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it's like, ah. Oh. Says in the Navi, Hashem Kivinu. This is this is this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> this is what we've been tasting. So if I wanna I wanna wanna skip ahead a bit to, to the piece that I uh, would like us to, to get to today. Rebbe goes on, he says that two we see two main changes that, that take place because of this shift in reality in terms of the Or Hashem being contacted not only through the intellect, but also through the entire body and, 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 and senses and emotions. So there's two major changes that happen. One of them is that the study of Kabbalah becomes a lot more widespread um, from the times of the uh, Baal and onward in the Hasidic world, that the just common parlance and, and, and basic fluency in Kabbalistic ideas becomes something that, that is not res- reserved for the elite. Like we kind of take it for granted that People talk about Svirot and Olamot and things like that. If we lived 70 years ago, we would have never heard these things. Forget if we lived 300 years ago. But, but the, the widespread knowledge of these things, even in their basic sense, is something that, that this new stage is, is really, really seen for the world. And the other is that the Rebbe's talking about, and he's going to bring some quotes here now. The Rebbe say, if you can't, you don't have the, either the knowledge or the energy, the wherewithal to be mechavan kavanot, to engage in, in the avodah and the way of the Kabbalists and think about the meditation on proper names of God at certain times, certain words. It's better that you let go of that and just bring your midot to the experience. It's better that you bring your, your, your body, your emotion to what you're doing. If you have the kavanot attached to it, it's like the, it's like the, the, the crown on top. But, but it's, if it's one or the other, let go of that intellectualization and, and bring the body and emotions into what you're doing. Now he's going to quote from a few svarim that, that speak about this in, in particular. The Mor Vashemesh was the Rebbe's namesake, who was a student of Rebbe Lehmelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchemelchem
right? Like Tame Amikra, the, 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 the musical marks, the tone, the cantillation, Vitagin, and the crowns on the letters. Right? All these things surrounding the letters. <laughs> Viadua, and it's known. Shatamim Nikudo Vitagim, Hem Nefesh Ruach Neshama. Ah, but what are, what is the, 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 the meaning of Nikudo Tamim and Tagim, of all these crowns and, and dots and marks around the letters? So, Apithazar already, the letters are like a body. And what makes letters move? What gives letters life? What gives these blank, naked letters the ability to, to form words and meaning and, and come alive? Well, you know how to pronounce it. You can only pronounce it correctly with the Nikudot. So you only know how to intonate with the ta'amim. And it takes on its crowning glory with, with the, the, you know, those, those fancy little tagim on, on, on top. So he says, this is the nefesh ruach neshama of that letter. It is the soul, the levels of soul that give life and meaning to, to letters and words. And, and it's embodied in human beings too, through nefesh ruach neshama. So what? Lachain the Morav Hashem says, "Kesha Adam may see me never shuach nushama shelo beotiot v'tevot atfila." If a person is bringing their own nefesh ruach nushama, body experience, emotional experience, and and their awareness into the words of letters of tefila and Torah that they're speaking, engaging, and learning, davening, kvar yichayd baze et hashemot. They've already performed that yichud. They are, by doing that, reaching the purpose, the core of what the shem, of what the kavana is meant to, to, to activate, to actualize. The kavana zo, olal kol kavanot. He says, this kavana? This kavana is, is above and beyond all the other kavanot. Oh, you're going to think about different letters, like there's these combination, like a combination lock. So if you have that, that, that knowledge and, and, and you understand it and it's meaningful, so is it the hate? Like we said before, you can add it in. But the Mar Hashem is saying, no, the Ikar here, because what is the, where's the Kavanot meant to do? The Kavanot are meant to bring to life the soul of, of, these, of these concrete realities. The soul of the words, the soul of the, of, of the body. So if you bring your soul to bear, on the letters, you are getting to that place. You are bringing yourself to the end goal of all the shameless and covenant, is to bring more soul into, into the earthy world. Remember what we saw? The letter of the Baal Shem Tov. I think maybe you two were here. Rob was here. The, the first letter we saw from the Baal Shem Tov where he basically said to his, his brother-in-law, Gershon Kitavar, this is what you got to do. Every letter, every word. Every letter, every word. Has worlds, souls, divinity, Filling it, hinged upon it. Bring your nefesh ruach neshama. Pour your soul, pour, your, pour yourself, pour your being into the words that you're learning about. That was the Baal Shem Tov saying, this is going to be, the, this is the path. This is what we got to do from now on. And the Marv Hashem is saying, and he's, he's adding another, another lens to it. He's saying, because all of those kavanot that you may know or may not know, this is where they're, this is where they're meant to bring this to. He goes and he says, so it's, it's, it's explicated there. These generations have changed 
something has shifted from the previous generations in this matter of what does it mean to have kavanah? What does it mean to chaven kavanot? It's not the same paradigm it was before. Part of this new understanding and, and revelation is that the the of every person, those parts of yourself, are the etzem kavana. This is what the kavana is made of. It's what its real life is. It's what its real reality is. It's not, again, these coded meanings of something somewhere out there over the rainbow. So he's pointing from another Sefer. Marana Rabbi Mimagolnitsa, who was also one of the Rabbi's uh, family members and ancestors. Haya Omer he says, you know what? Any kavanah that you take upon yourself, any, any kavanah that, that you are, what is your meaning that you bring to the words of tefillah you're saying? It's a kol makabli Heaven's not saying, oh no, sorry, you thought the wrong thing here. You have your own kavanah? The word means something to you when you're davening it that day? That's your kavanah. That's your kavana. That's the doorway for you to be davening and bringing, again, soul through action to contact with, with what we're doing. It's brought in towards the end of the Kutia Morantinyana, I think in Torah 120, that uh, there was once one of Hasidim uh, Rabbi Nachman who, who was talking to him about about his tefillah and, and talking about how difficulties he was facing and, and Rabbi Nachman could tell when he was speaking he was like oh wait you're, tr- you're trying to, to daven with the kapanot of the Arizal Chassid said yeah he says don't, don't daven with kapanot the, the, the main kavana is to attach yourself to the simple meaning of every word you're saying not just the simple meaning of every word then the, the Chassid said but, but Rabbi you told me to learn the kapanot Rabbi Nachman said yeah I told you to learn them so you would know but when it comes to you actually davening, you got to let go of it. And he went on to explain, said somebody who's trying to superimpose the kavanot on what they're doing, and it's not pshat for them, it's not completely aligned with the simple, basic meaning and encounter with what they're saying, with what they're doing, with what they're experiencing. He says it's like kishuf. He says it's like magic. He's like, it's, it's witchcraft, to be more, more precise, sorcery. He's like, we're not, we're not interested in, in, in magic. The, 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 I mean, really, try just, try just davening and, and, and try just davening a few words at a time and letting yourself really take in what, what those words mean. Just try it. It's, it's more powerful than, than any other thoughts or ideas we might want to conjure up to make it, you know, more. If we just listen to those words. There, there's a lot there, and and and, and each day they're gonna they're gonna show themselves as as something something else too. But Nachum went on. He says, you know, for the for the tzaddikim, so all the covenant of the Arizal are included in the pshat of the words they for them also. Meaning th- there is such a place where where the covenant and pshat meet. 
But for most of us, that's not the case. And, and the, the ikar here is, don't direct myself elsewhere. This is really what, what the Pesachim is teaching us here. Don't direct myself elsewhere to, to look for the place to contact God. Direct myself inward and then outward. Inward to my experience in this moment, in my body, in my, in my emotions, in my, in my mind, and, and encountering what I'm doing from the place that I'm in right now. Zehu. This is Avodat Hashem. That's where it's taking place. It's not happening in some imaginary um, upper land. It's affecting greater and greater levels, but, but only if it's given reality in a way where God and earth, soul and body are, are meeting, are, are, are uniting. The other thing I wanted to say, and just kind of B'derach Klau, we see a lot in the Rebbe's um, Drashot, for example, in Derech HaMelech, he brings us many cases where uh, I think one thing in particular he talks about Hilchot Chanukah, or not Hilchot Chanukah, Drashot Chanukah, he says, he brings an example there of somebody who when they're coming to light the Chanukah Menorah, they're thinking of all of the names that the Arizal says that are associated with each one of the brachot. But he says, but if you're doing that and you're not really filled in that moment first with a feeling of, of passion and excitement for what Hanukkah is about and what you're about to do, he calls it, you might, he says, you might as well be doing mathematical calculations in your head. Because these names in the gematria, you're doing, you're, doing, you're doing math. You're doing calculations. He calls it dry calculations. Hmm? This, this Rebbe, the Rebbe PSS. He says, if you're just thinking about these things and doing the numbers, but you're, 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 you're not passionately, emotionally awake in that moment, <coughs> you're doing dry mathematical calculations. That's why Bichlal, the Rebbe's whole Derech Avoda, involves so much of what do we do to unlock our, our emotions and how we serve God. Where do we, how do we engage in that? That's the starting point. So the Rebbe gives ways of, of taking time to, to visualize something and, and, and use our imaginations to wake up an emotional experience that we can then bring into what we do. And to use vivid imagery to prepare ourselves to engage in a way that's going to be emotionally and physically alive. Not to just kind of bypass the whole embodied experience and think like, okay, like I got to think the right thoughts right now. You'll get to the right thoughts, but, but don't do it in a way that, that jumps away from where you are. Start with where you are. Bring yourself, arouse yourself, and then you can move forward. The, the intellectual awareness that might come to you from that experience is going to be so much more potent and valuable than the kind of conceptual theoretical ideas that you're trying to force onto the moment. It's being in a relationship. It's being in a real relationship. Yeah? Where I'm interacting with you in the present, with how you are, who you are, what you're broadcasting to me, what I'm broadcasting to you. I'm not just making up my mind about who you are, what you're going to say, what I'm going to say in each one. But I, I got to be present for that to be a real interaction. Seems true here. Seems true. Many of these recordings are from Rabbi Ami's ongoing weekly classes, given at Yeshivat Sharei Shalom in Jerusalem. For more information 
go to shareshalom.org.il forward slash about. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Rav Daniel Cohn. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.